Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Welcome back. Now, this next talk is a talk that I gave at chapel uh, to a group of Year 11 students on Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Uh, Paul continues to write to the Philippians church, and he writes about his prayer that he has for them, that their love may abound more and more in knowledge and in insight, uh, because their love will help them to do life well this day, but their love will also help them to prepare for the day of Jesus. Uh, This should serve as a great encouragement for us as we listen to Paul's words uh, to be abounding in love as well uh, so that we can do life well today, but we also can look forward to the day that Jesus comes back and that we will be ready for that. I hope you enjoy this talk. Uh, As always, please, if you've got any questions or comments, please get in touch with me. Uh, You can do that via Twitter or you can even uh, send me a voice message via the link in the description of this podcast. All right, grab a seat. Uh, so remember, we're looking at this book in the Bible out of the New Testament um, called Philippians. Uh, so a little bit of a question I want you to just talk about with one another is, what do you love? Uh, tell the person next to you, what do you love? All right, Uh, so what do you love? Hands up, Uh, tell me. Uh, Let's go this side first. Uh, What is it that you love? The what? I don't know what that is. Oh, the boys. You just love your your buddies, your pals, your friends. Yes? Who agrees? Who just has a really good friendship? Yeah, you love the boys. Cool, all right. Uh, Something else. What else do you love? This side, what do you love? Yes? Yeah, of course, you love your family, your mum, your dad, let's, you know, you really deep down, you actually do love your siblings, right? you really do, isn't that right Maddie? You love your siblings, sometimes they drive you crazy, but you still love them, something else, what about this side, what do you love? Great, who said that? Yeah, good, I love Jesus, absolutely, good, uh, something else, what do you love? Yeah, what do you love? Music, what do you love? Dungeons and Dragons. Food. Somebody else? Yeah? Jack Marley. Jack Marley. <laughs> uh, does that just lumped in with the boys? Yeah, yeah right. Um, this, somebody said, you said food, right? The other day, it was uh, last, not weekend just gone, but the weekend before, it was that really cold weekend. Remember, it was like snowing down south. It was so cold. 
and my wife and I didn't feel like cooking lunch and we're like, what do you want for lunch? And, and my wife said, oh, to be honest, I could just slam like the dirty bird, you know, a bit of KFC. And I said, well, I'm glad you said that because I could just smash a pizza. And from Domino's at the moment, my, fa- my favorite pizza is the, the cheeseburger one. If you've seen the double cheese, bake, double bacon and cheese, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's so disgusting. It's delicious. Um, for an extra three bucks, you get the really big one. And I got one of those. And I'll tell you right now, I slammed the whole thing. Gone. I love food. Hands off, you love food. Foods of all kinds. Good. Um, the thing is, though, like, your mum, your mum would have good reason if you said your mum, mum, I love you, but I also love pizza. Wouldn't that be weird? Uh, or for me, I say my mum, mum, I love you, but I also say to my wife, I love you. I mean different things, don't I? Now, in the Bible, the word love appears, but it appears in lots of different ways. See, there's different, four kinds of different love. Now, I can't, I can't read Greek. I can't speak Greek. I can only listen and read to what the big theological Greek scholars say about this word. And so I've got it printed up here on the screen. I'm going to try and say it. Uh, it's probably completely wrong, okay? But here, the different love, right? So here's the first kind of love, and this is one that you are talking about before, right? Family love. Storge. I don't know, storge? Uh, any, any Greek scholars in the room? How do you say it, Rev Grant? Storge. Storge. Say it with me, everybody. Storge. This is family loyalty. This is the sort of love that you have for your mum and your dad, right? But here's a different kind of love. How do you say this one, Rev? Philos. Philos. That's what I thought. Philos. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is about mateship. So before, when you guys were talking about the love for the boys, right? This is this. This is philos. I philos you, mate. Right? <laughs> I love you. Uh, here's another one. It's not that hard. How do you say this one, do you reckon? Eros, right? It sounds like the word erotic. Uh, it should remind you of sex, no doubt, because this is love when it comes to sexual attraction. But then you've got this one as well, agape. Agape is a different kind of love. Agape is will-based love. Love when you choose to love somebody, when you love them in a servant-hearted way and you, you, you love them by choosing. Like you can't choose the love that you've got for your mum, right? It's sort of just a love that you have. But agape, that's different. This is will-based love. Talking about this because as we look at Philippians chapter 1, we actually see that Paul, he prays in verse 9. He says, and this is my prayer. So Paul prays for the church in Philippi. Remember, Paul is in prison. He's imprisoned by Emperor Nero. Uh, Emperor Nero is a a jerk, right? He kills Christians. He lights them on fires and, and puts them on poles so that he can see and entertain in his garden. Right? He's horrible to Christians. Paul is in prison under his rule and his reign. And while he's in prison, he writes to the Philippians. And as he continues in chapter 1, he writes to them about his prayer for them. And what is it about his prayer? Well, he actually prays for their love. And this love is the agape love. The, the, the love that you choose to show to somebody or have for someone. And he prays that their agape, that their love may abound more and more in depth of insight. He wants them to know what true love is. And actually, how do we see this agape love in the Bible? Where do we see somebody choose to love us no matter what? Non-rhetorical question. Where? 
in Jesus, right? Jesus chooses to love us even when we were sinners, the Bible says. He chooses to show great love to us when he dies on the cross and when he serves us. This is incredible love. And Paul wants their love for one another to abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight of this love. And so he wants them to look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at his love and emulate it for yourselves. Copy it. Show it for one another as you live with each other, as you send correspondence to me. Work for the best of others. Pick up the tea towel, he says, and serve. Tea towels, they're a bit of a different sort of a tool these days, right? But when I was a child, I remember going to my grandparents' place, my Oma and my Opa's place, and we sit down for dinner, and after dinner was done, and we clear the table, and then you'd try and go and sit down and play with your Lego or do something else, and my grandmother would come and say, no, go get a tea towel, get back in the kitchen, and help wipe up. And so you get the tea towel and you go there and you stand there and you dry up all the dishes and the cups and saucers and all that sort of stuff. I reckon these days it's different because we use dishwashers, right? My dishwasher dries stuff for me. I don't know how it does it, but it's pretty cool. Maybe there's a little guy in there drying up. Uh, but, but this is what Paul wants us to do. Paul wants to, he says to Philippians, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, that you really might know what it looks like to love one another servant-heartedly. And so he wants them to pick up the tea towel, serve. Don't look out for yourself, but look out for others. And in fact, Paul is saying this because he's convinced that this is going to help them to be ready. It's going to be help them to be ready to live well in this day, but it's going to help them to live well for another day. And so he says, right, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you are able to discern what is best. When you're loving like Jesus has loved and you're learning about that love more and more and it's growing and growing, you will be able to discern what is best. You're able to know what is right. I love this show on Netflix at the moment. Has anyone watched this show? It's called Blown Away. We've got one person, two people. Go home and watch it if you've got Netflix. It's like MasterChef, right? You've got these contestants that gather together and they compete against each other, but they blow glass. They're artists and they're given these briefs and they've got to make this competition, right? And see who is the best glass blower out of these people in Canada. And they win this special award for a university scholarship and blah, 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 blah. But it's incredible to watch them, right? Just to watch them heat this glass, right? They, it's, it's like molten, it looks like honey. And then they stretch it and blow it and shape it. And it's very particular. I'm talking about this because when Paul says that their abounding love helps them to discern what's best, Discerning what's best is what a glass blower might do as they carefully spread out that liquid gold glass out and then blow it carefully. They're very particular. In this show, they make it like, look at that picture. See the, the blue one? Those two little pieces just, I remember when they make that, that fits perfectly together. One of the other guys made this big ornamental thing. They're all in the little different pieces. And then piece by piece, he just clicked them perfectly together. And it was this magnificent sculpture that was able to sit on a table and support plates and stuff and be able to serve food on. It's extraordinary just how perfect and how discerning he was so that he could make it work just right. Paul wants them to know the love of Jesus so that they can discern what is best but also discern what is best. And in the yellow, verse 10, you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness. To be pure and blameless 
in a world that is not pure and blameless. That's a challenge, don't you think? To actually know what is right and good and actually do what is right and good when our crooked generation might offer a different reality, which is twisted in a way to say that something that is really evil is actually a good thing. Now, here's an application that I'm only giving to years 10, 11 and 12. I'm not giving it to the junior students because I think that you guys can deal with this. Um, And it's a serious application. At the moment, our state government is debating this abortion bill, right? I know probably chances are in a room like this, we all hold different opinions on what is right and what is good. But whatever your opinion is on this, One thing that I was challenged by as I watched the news report on it is that when it got passed from the first, the lower house, it's the first house, right? They passed the bill ready to go into the House of Reps to be voted on. And as they passed it, the politicians got up and high-fived each other and shook each other's hands and cheered for joy that they had passed a bill that made it okay to kill a fetus, a baby. Whatever your opinion is on this, surely we can agree that this is a tragic thing to celebrate, don't you think? What a terrible thing to celebrate. Our world twists reality. It twists terrible things to make them sound like it's actually a good thing. It's never good to celebrate death over life. Paul says, your love's got to abound more and more in depth of insight, knowledge about Jesus and his love, so that you can know what is best, like a glass blower, be particular about what is right and good, but actually that you can be pure and blameless in a world that is crooked and depraved. Why? Because we're not living just for this day, but we're heading for the day of, what does it say? The day of Christ in the yellow text, verse 10. We're heading for the day that Jesus comes. And so the question that we've got to be left asking, I think, after this is, what is it that we love? Because if we just love ourselves first and our own hungry desires, then that's going to fuel the things that we do, isn't it? If this world is just about me and my love and what is important to me, then really stuff everyone else. Why would I care about helping anyone else if it's just about me getting the best out of this life? But if this life is actually about what God has done for us when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us in great love, and if we were to emulate that, how things would be different? Now, this letter is written to a group of Christians, right? And so for them, I I hope that they sort of read it and went, oh, duh. Yeah, Jesus, that's right, he loved us, we've got to love one another. Um, But whether or not you are a Christian or not in the room, uh, even if this is just a story that is told for you to think about, surely you can identify with the fact that we live in this world to love one another, to help one another, to serve one another, to pick up the tea towel for one another. And in fact, I think that if we do that, it's going to help us to do life better. But actually, if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the saviour of the world, then sure, you're going to do life pretty well. But actually, you're going to do life not just pretty well for a day, but you're going to do life very well for eternity. Today, I hope you're challenged to love Jesus. Jesus. 
because he has loved you. And I hope that as you love Jesus, your love would be abounding and you would love others. It's a good spot to finish and it's a good spot to pray. So let's pray to finish. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your abounding love for us in Jesus. That Jesus would die for us and he would take away our sins so that we could be prepared for the day that you come back for us. And Lord, in this day, I pray that you would help us to love one another in a crooked generation that twists realities about what is actually good. Help us to be the opposite of selfish. Help us to be humble, to be active in our service of others. Help us to live positively towards others, to be people of good deeds to one another. And Lord, I pray that we will be motivated because of what Jesus has done for us. Lord, today, I pray for these Year 11 students. I pray that uh, their love would abound more and more towards one another. Help them to know what really matters. Help them to work humbly for one another and help them to be motivated by Jesus for your glory. Uh, Lord, help them today in their studies, uh, in the work that is ahead of them. Help them to think carefully, uh, to work hard, to be diligent in their studies. Uh, Help them to look out for the needs of one another and to uh, walk this life humbly side by side each other. Lord, we pray for our Year 12 friends today who have returned to school. Uh, help them to, um, to keep on going well. Uh, help them to not slacken off. Uh, but Lord, help them to um, head towards the HSC and to finish this season uh, with strength and with clarity. And um, yeah, Lord, thanks for this day and thanks we can share this place together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.